great to follow up you guys, Thank man. You guys. That's for sure. And there they go. Yep. The great Bucky and BK setting you off with Texas Sports Unfiltered early in the morning, leading it off for us. And then we follow up. After us, we have Hanging with Harge. Great show yesterday. And then after that, we have Midday with uh, Trey and BK. Hey, so is Barker coming back on? Is um, is, Bar- is that just know. a Monday thing? I'm going to have to get the format down. Yeah, yeah. I think sure. But I, I think that was just a Monday because I, I, I don't right see on. him on the roster today. So I think that's a nice thing where we can have some, yeah, you know, KD kind of pops in from time to time. So so I kind of like that where you, you've got a little bit of uh, fluidity with some of the stuff. I mean, we, well, we set like the bench. saying, man, but we got an all-star yeah. squad, dude. Yeah, we set the benchmark in the morning, you know, those guys, and then it comes into us and then the Harge. And then the midday show, and then it just kind of rolls. And and you guys need to subscribe. You need to subscribe because we are that close. We are that close to five thousand. Five thousand, remember, man. dude. And remember, at five thousand, that's uh, that's when the giveaways happen. And you need to follow on Twitter. Uh, it, it, you need to just share the hell. Out of yeah, man, share the hell out of this thing at TS Unfiltered on Twix. So jump in there, follow us. And be a part of this, man. It's like what Hard cool. says too, man. Tell five friends and have them friends tell five friends as well. That's that's what it's all about, man. That is what it's all about. And you just think about it, Wags, man. This has been some hellacious growth that has happened real fast, man. This is a brand new product that just rolled out. Yeah. It's fun to be a part of. That's for sure, man. It really is. And it's really cool to do good work um, with good people around this, man. It's it's. I've said it time and time again, man. Um, being a transplant, not being from Austin and being able to come here and having the, I won't call it like, it, it didn't feel like family at first when I first got here. Cause I was definitely kind of like testing my waters. Right. Right. But right. Damn it, Rodney. It was, it was a warm welcoming and it was open arms. And now, now you do find your family, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what we got here at, at Texas sports unfiltered. But yeah, with, with the with the eyes and ears that watch this channel and listen to us on the radio and stuff like that, it has become a family atmosphere for sure. Uh, how yeah. was the family atmosphere down at Minute Maid yesterday, man? <laughs> I'll tell are you, we, man. Are we cool? Are, I'm serious. Like, are we like? Dude. I got my next door neighbor is an Astros fan too, and he's a really good friend of mine. He's become really. He, speaking of family, he's become family, dude. And matter of fact, the text message said, "Hey, I know we're family, but for for, for the next three days, f off." See, hey, I kept the F word in my pants there, but well, when, when it was when it was seven to five, I'm like, man, it's a home game, dude. It's a home game. This team is 500 at home for whatever reason, man. And hey, I just like seeing good baseball. Um, and and I th- and I love the fact that that you're an Orioles guy and I'm an Astros guy. But right right there, you know, Abreu when when he hits the bomb, and then in the eighth, you know, when Maldi you know hits the solo home run there, I'm thinking, okay, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then you roll Ryan Presley out there, and it's like, what the oh, hell was that? Yeah, yeah. How much dude, money did you guys? How much money have you paid for Presley? Uh, too fucking much. Oh, sorry, my bad. There, See, there's look, one you're in the cup. Now, hey, we're gonna make we're gonna make a a game out of this. We should one dollar for every f bomb. Oh, or, or a quarter. You want to go like yeah. grandma style and go quarter? Let's do a quarter. Quarters are easier to find. So yeah, uh, I'm no, gonna get a quarter. House. Well, I'll get a quarter. I don't have anything around my house. Well, that's what I'm saying. Quarters easier because we got like a, a cup. We got a cup full of coins. You know where we just oh, drop stuff. I have one of those. My, but my yeah. son digs into it though. Yeah, well, he, he digs into it for some reason. Tends um, to happen. Well, well, where do you want to start breaking this this game down at? Uh, Verlander came in here, and I mean, I thought you know, 
we'd get at least maybe seven, seven, eight out of him, Bam. And he only gets mm-hmm. six. He did get five Ks. They looked decent. Sure. I mean, but it's like you talked about. Verlander's always got that one inning, Rodney. He does. He does. He's gonna. He's going to give you. He's gonna give you the gimmies, and that's and that's extremely concerning. I mean, it's concerning all the time. But but I mean, he does it. Uh, he does it at the most inopportune moments in the postseason, and that's something with, with him coming back. I know. I know when he came back. Yeah, it was a great. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people excited about that. I mean, I was seriously excited about that. But a lot of. I mean, even my daughter, who's an. He avid looked good last night. Baseball. I mean, he gets yeah. he. The thing about Verlander is he gets you into the middle innings, though. He does. He, eats up he, he does, and that's what he you does. Need. He, he's going to he's going to put you in a little bit of a hole, but but then he's going to sustain. I mean, he's always done that. He does that extremely well. And 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 the frustrating part as an Astros, you know, admirer is last night you had the bats going. I mean, Altuve's hitting doubles and, you know, King Tuck is hitting doubles and you had all of that going. But then the same problem where I've been beating up over here on the on the Rangers who have lost four in a row and the Braves as well. Have you noticed the Braves have lost four in a row. What's going on with that? But then you turn it over to the bullpen and you're you're not able and you give this away. I mean, here comes Cedric Mullins, you know, three run home run there in the ninth with with one down. And it's like, holy smoke. Uh, it's 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 concerning. It's concerning as an Astros fan that, that there's gaps in there and, and the consistency's not there, man. That that's the biggest problem. If you were constantly sucking, that would be one thing. But yeah. <laughs> and and you look at and you look at the the Astros schedule, it really concerns me again, Wags, because you, you've got what's left here with the Orioles. You got two more. You got three with Kansas City, who you couldn't beat, which you know, 103 lost team, well, whatever they are. I think that will be a different tell of the tape this time, man. Yeah, that'll be a different result. And then, and then you end up with Arizona and Arizona has put themselves right back in the middle of this wild card race over in the NL. You got three with them. So, I mean, they're coming balls out. So it's, um, and, and, and you guys, I mean, what, what are you, uh, you two, two and a half games now is what, what you're yeah, we're two and a half up right now, but I'll tell you, man. And I had a lot of Astros fans reach out to me and they're like, dude, um, you know, I, you guys don't need any of these games right now, man. The Astros need to get in here. You know, we're playing for a spot of like, actually, yeah, we might've clinched, but I still want the number one spot, man. I want every game to come through or, uh, you know, Orioles to have home field advantage or home field advantage as much as, as possible there. Uh, the thing about this series too, is if you're the Texas Rangers, you have got to take every opportunity and seize the opportunity and beat up on a bad Boston team right now. And they while lost. the Orioles, and Astros are going through this. Like the Orioles have, a, I'm not saying this. I, I, I'm not calling this at all because this is usually when my superstitious stuff comes in and backfires on me. I don't think the Orioles will sweep here, but it would be nice for the Orioles to sweep, and especially if Texas can take advantage of that and use it to their, um, use it to their benefit, dude, and at least create somewhat of a gap between them and. Uh, uh and houston oh and oh by the way the mariners won last night too so now it's tied the wild card is now tied yeah yeah and that's where if you're the rangers i mean like you're talking about you know we were saying last week with the astros here's your chance you're playing the a's here's your chance to 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 the three four games right here i mean separate yourself out and i was talking about it last week where nobody seems to be able to separate themselves out and here come the rangers they lose they get beat by boston four to two and meanwhile seattle seattle's doing seattle's doing what houston needed to do they come out and they blank the a's and boom here we are again no separation this thing is all in a cluster and here's here's the astros you know at 
38 and 38, I, I think is the, the juice box record right now. And, and you're sitting here uh, against Baltimore and, and, and there's, there's no reason. Uh, I mean, Baltimore, I mean, the Orioles aren't going to take their foot off the gas. Are you kidding me? No, They're getting should... playoff ready right now, man. Yeah, you, you got to be, man. They used a little bit too many pitchers that I, you know, for my liking last night. Um, mean John, John means gone, went in there. Now, look, this is a, a great addition to the piece late into the ball game here because means two years before this, before like all the talent even started coming up to Baltimore means was the best guy in the rotation means was a no hitter means through a no hitter two years ago and then had Tommy John surgery coming off of the, he's had six starts. I think since recovering from Tommy, Tommy John start or Tommy John's surgery. Now he gets put back into this rotation. That is an extra arm. So now we go to a five-man rotation and get extra innings eaten going or eaten rather going into uh, the latter portions of the game here. Um, what concerns me a little bit is means his out pitch is basically like a, a changeup where he overpowers you with a fastball, yeah. right? And he was only topping out around ninety-three last night, which gives me a little bit of concern. Now, look, only six, seven games now after that Tommy John surgery. Usually you hear that the arm is a little bit stronger after TJ, right? Like that's mm -hmm. just, that's usually why pitchers elect to get the Tommy John surgery in the first place is because the tendon's a little bit more repaired and it's, uh, it's tied in there and it's, it's actually a lot stronger than what it usually is, which makes no sense to me when you got to repair something. But anyhow, they say that's what it is and they come out throwing a lot more heat. Yeah. Doesn't look like it's that case for John Means, but as long as you can get innings, that's all I need right now. Uh, Verlander, on the other hand, after a a decent first inning, comes out and throws a seven-pitch second frame. That is when I thought that the Orioles were in trouble there, especially after yielding one run in the first frame and not being able to get one back. Uh, but now, man, it turned into a wild and hellacious game. Cedric Mullins being able to save the day in the third again with a shoestring catch and then doubling yeah. him up at the play at home, being able to stop the bleeding there, dude. And then from on, uh, from there on, man, it was just an onslaught. The lumber came alive, and we had bats popping, dude. Means only got five, though. That's the thing. Means got you five. I'd like for Means to go into uh, at least seven frames here. But what can I say, man? Gunnar Henderson, dude, rallying up another triple. This dude is going to be rookie of the year, and the Orioles were able to get some bigger bats from Cedric Mullins there late in the game, like you said. Uh, for me, Mullins, clearly player of the game. Uh, yeah. He was awarded that as well. So, Rodney, game two coming up. Here we and, go. And, 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 and I Ryan O'Hearn, too, man. O'Hearn yeah. coming up through yeah. with the clutch as well. Yeah, and and I foresee that that the rest of these games are going to be in this same fashion, and and when you look at what the Astros are doing, I mean, you talk about Verlander right there. It's very predictable what you're going to get from him, and and you described right there what he did. That's classic Justin Verlander. But the the what I'm looking at, you know, as an as an optimist, as that is that you do have the bats come alive. I've been waiting for Jose Abreu all season long. I'm like, dude, you're making all this money, man. You're my man, number seventy nine over there on first base, dude. You got to get stuff cranking we're starting to see him be a little more consistent and that's that's yeah. that's going to be imperative when you get into the playoffs and i mean martin maldonado i mean that dude you know Chaz mccormick martin maldonado uh, Diaz, these have been the guys where it's like in crunch situations. Obviously, you've got you've got Altuve and you've got and you've got Jeremy. You've got all of these guys, but it, but but it's these guys that don't play every day 
that seem to be the ones that, that are making huge plays. And and but going back to, to getting into the playoffs and then the Astros struggle there at Minute Maid, dude. And the Astros have lost 15 of the last 18 at Minute Maid Park. And Why that, is that? Well, like, is, is it not a? Is it not? I, I've never seen a game there, I so I don't know. I mean, no. I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's a great. You know, it's got short porches. I mean, it, it's a great. It's a great place to play baseball. I mean, it, it's a hitter's park, and the Astros have been exceptional at home. Exceptional, you know, throughout this run. You, you know, dating back to sixteen uh, up to now, when the Astros have really become, you know, the force that they. Well, have the rotations kind of changed too, man. I mean, they've gone from you know Garrett Cole. Verlander sure. and sure. uh dude well, who's, who who uh who's the one Morton they had Morton oh, yeah. too right Uncle yeah Uncle Charlie Morton yeah and and he he continues to show out it and and I'm glad you bring him up because with with all the folks that have gotten away you know you know I know with Garrett Cole getting away and then when Verlander got away and and all of these different things the the Charlie Morton one to me is the one that that really hurt I mean because you want to talk about the mark of consistency that's exactly what you got with Charlie Morton and you put him in big game situations dude and that dude was unfazed that you dude had what, ice in his veins, man. You sound like a typical Astros fan right now, talking about how talent got away. You're talking to a dude. You're you're you know who you're talking to. You're talking to you're talking to Ric Flair. You're talking to the two-time nah, bro. Um, you're talking to a guy that has watched mediocre baseball for a long time and watched talent just leave a mid-market ball club. We have an owner in john angelos that has already said he is not going to keep this talented team together so please Dude, and that sucks please that don't sucks. don't come at me and, and and i i'm trying to empathize with you here but i just can't man when you talk about how talent is riding away and leaving you dude you got one of those talents back all right now look you looked a little bit thick in that uniform last night i ain't gonna lie and the only reason why i'm look, i'm paying into justin verlander paying any attention to justin verlander is because i want to see miss kate up that is well. about the only reason it's that good home cooking, man. It's that good home cooking. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good home cooked something. It's yeah. good home cooked something. That's for sure. All right, let's get on to some NFL, my guy. We talked a lot about Orioles and Astros right now. I want to get in. I want to break down a little bit more of the race uh, tomorrow too. So I don't want to exhaust ourselves on yeah. uh, Houston Astros and Orioles talk and Major League Baseball talk. Let's talk about Monday night. Nick mm. Chubb. Another another big time running back getting ready to go down and not being able to play for I mean hell I, I didn't get the actual injury on it. I know it was a knee injury. He's, I hope he's, he's not out for the he's done for the year. He's the, done the, I, the season is what it said, but they were gonna have a they were gonna have you know other doctor results or or whatnot come back or a second opinion or whatnot. But that's the reports that I saw. Um he is gone for the remainder of the season. You gotta think that Kareem Hunt's gotta be on your your list of running backs to call off the free agency list. He already knows that system pretty well, but good news. If you're the Browns fans, it looked like Watson and Cooper are still on the same page, man, firing on all cylinders. They look decent, but when TJ Watt just gets going like that with that Pittsburgh Steeler defense, man, I talked about it in week one. I thought this is the type of defense that you would see out of them in week one. You didn't, they kind of sputtered a little bit coming out of the gate. This is the Pittsburgh defense that you usually see, and they showed out last night. The other game out there, we had Carolina. I mean, hey, you know, talk about fantasy people. Hayden Hurst, my God, you had one hell of a game in week one, and then you weren't even on the map last night, man. Weren't even on the map. So we'll talk about that game as well. Two games treated to a double dose of Monday night football uh, last night. Rodney, let's break it down. You got greens. Let's start. 
man, the, the Nick Chubb thing and that, that just, just as, as somebody that sits and watches football and talks football and it, dude, when, when they can't show a replay, when they will not show a replay, that, that tells you the severity of that right there. And where, where I really go back to, I think there needs to be some discussion We've, we've heard so much and we see so often about the, the running back market, what it, is, it has become. Um, these guys can't get paid. I mean, these guys, you know, with all of that, the running back, the running back is easy to uh, kind of put on the back burner these days. I mean, we see running backs and free agency. They're not getting, the, yes, and a great point right there because this is the second time, the second time for Nick Chubb. Barkley, right had, here, Barkley had something come up too, man. Exactly. And I think that's where the discussion needs to, if I'm an NFL running back, I'm like, wait a minute here. You know, we're, we're undervalued. We're not able to get paid, but yet we're over here. I mean, this could be, this could be a career ending injury for him. I mean, I hope it's not, I mean, I hope it's not, but it, um, this is something where, where you go and you look at this and it's devastating for him. It's devastating for the Browns because Deshaun Watson is not, I mean, he's not, I mean, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions through two games. I mean, his passer ratings like 56.7, something like that. It's just what's with the face masks, dude. I mean, I mean, a couple of face masks last night, um, turns the ball over a couple of different times. And, and, and that's a lot, they paid a lot of money for this guy. And again, I get the time off and I get having to come back and everything that, that, that he has, um, had to overcome if you want to call it that, but dude, the Browns are in trouble. The Browns well, I mean, trouble. Ford looked Ford looked pretty good in his in spell of Chubb, though. I mean, you know, got over the century mark, going up against a tough and ferocious defense like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I just I don't know how much you can sustain with the, you know, with the tempo of Ford, with the or the pace rather of Ford. I thought what made the Browns like a decent one-two punch is because they had Nick Chubb being able to the to pound it like that, and then you were able to switch up speeds with Ford. You bring in Kareem Hunt, you kind of get the same similar back like Nick Chubb, right? Uh, it's like it's like A and B, a one A, one B. I don't want to say that that Hunt is the same caliber of of Chubb, um, but I mean, hell, dude, when he when they were in the same backfield, they were splitting carries 60-40. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. mean that, or or hell, not even that. I think it was fifty five forty five. So that's yeah. a pretty close. That's a pretty close ratio. I think you know by those standards. Hell, if you're if you have any type of exposure or ownership in terms of a fantasy standpoint with Nick Chubb, you go out and get Kareem Hunt on the free agent free agent wire, and hopefully that's where the same approach that the Browns go. Um, yeah, I, I had the Browns pick the win last night. Uh, I know that you won this uh, little wager that we had going up against the head to head here. Um, Pittsburgh looked good. Not early, though. Kenny Pickett is still struggling just a little bit to find his rhythm there. George Pickens being able to come out. I talked about this in the preseason. I thought that he would emerge as wide receiver number one out of that room, and it looks like it's coming to, Rodney, or it looks like it's coming to fruition, rather. Yeah. Well, and, and the good thing is, I mean, uh, what a moment there for uh, TJ Watt. I, I mean, uh, with the touchdown and again, a game changer right there, you see the, the shift in the momentum, but, but it, I, I really do go back to Cleveland where, where the concern has to be there because, and, and I love the comment right there where, where he does, uh, you know, uh, looking uninspired. I, I don't know if it's so much uninspired or with this time off. Uh, yeah, and there it is, right there. Uh, Angry milkman. When Watson was looking confused, uh, he he was looking uninspired, like he didn't care. Maybe it was a shock of the Chubb injury. And, and I think a lot of this is where 
the this game changed so much in, in the time that he's out. And think about that, Wags. We watch this game evolve so much. I mean, when, when you miss a season or you, you miss all the time that, that he did, I mean, to be able to try to catch up and to be able to try to 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 do to to lead this team and, and then with this crushing injury right here. And yes, I, I Kareem would be a great fill in here, I think. But it's um it's a situation where with with the Bengals, with everything, with this division, it's going to be tough sledding for Cleveland, man. And, and it is firmly on the shoulders now of Deshaun Watson. I mean, because his his uh, his outlet, his yeah. uh, his wingman is gone. And, yeah, that, he, and that's I've I yeah. figured that it was more of Chubb's team instead of Watson's team. And how do you say exactly. that? Because usually the quarterback does drive the team. But that's it right. felt like it was just more of Nick Chubb's offense instead of a Deshaun Watson offense. Uh, Nick Chubb has been there, you know. He was drafted by the Browns. Deshaun Watson was a, you know, a piece that was actually bought. Uh, but they paid a lot of money and gave up a lot to get Watson. So, um, and like you said, it is completely on his shoulders right now moving forward. Last night though, dropped back forty times, man, forty times. That's not. I don't know if that's what you want if you're a Cleveland Browns. Uh, fan having your quarterback uh-huh. drop back 40 times or putting it on in Watson's uh, arm 40 times, but only completed 22 out of them for 235 yards, went one and one on the touchdown interception ratio. Looked good last night was Amari Cooper, man. We talked about Alabama wide receivers. Amari Cooper showing that he can still do it. Seven receptions, targeted 10 times, getting seven of the 10. And Joku too, man. And Joku looking pretty good as well out of that tight end spot. But yeah, there's got to be a lot more complimentary wide receivers in that Cleveland Brown setting. It can't just be, you know, Mari Cooper. If you start, if you start double teaming two, then all of a sudden there goes your aerial attack and there goes your passing attack. And then you're going to stack up and try and get up on Ford here. Yeah. You got to bring Kareem Hunt and you got to get something going on. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do something there. And, and I even think on the Pittsburgh side, and that's exactly where I'm going right there uh, with the comment there, you know, a uh, 15, 15 targets right there for for Pittsburgh receivers, you know, led by Pickens with 127. That's great, but um, he, he does he needs he needs more targets. He being Kenny Pickens because it uh, is slim Pickens uh, at the moment for him, and you need more outlets. Like like I heard the conversation earlier about Texas uh, Texas receivers and all that. You, you know you know being able to rotate receivers in and spreading the ball around and all of that. And Pittsburgh doesn't really have that luxury right now, and they're they're going to need to have that. So this this again right here these teams will meet again and this this division just got a hell of a lot this is one of the best divisions in football always has been always will be just because of the rivalries and the bitterness in the fan bases and in, in all of this and when when you have when you have probably the the clear-cut mvp of this division gone he's gone he's he's going to be gone for the season dude you want to talk about i don't know horse, if he's a clear-cut mvp i mean i think joe well, burrow is probably joe burrow is up there well, too bro well, I, I, I guess mean, there's so. Jamar Chase, but yeah, he's he's yeah. a stud. He's definitely a stud for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but but with Chubb gone, dude, this is this is going to be a dogfight right here, dude. This this going to be this going to be MMA right here in this division. You know what is is a enigma for me that I can't figure out for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Najee Harris. Like, I always thought that. Pittsburgh, regardless of how much they used to throw the ball with Big Ben back there, they always had a running back that was able to get yardage or, or yeah. you know, some type of running scheme that was able to eclipse 100 yards. I can't remember the last time. And Zidic, if you're out there, if you can chime in, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll have this. Uh, you'll have this stat if you can put it in the the comment feed. We'll pull it up. But when was the last time that Pittsburgh had over 100 yards? 
Yeah. And, and yeah, Canada question. does blow. He cannot call a game, man. He's yeah. never been good. Canada yeah. has never been good at calling a game. Matt Canada, terrible, yeah. dude. Um, yeah. yeah, but Najee Harris, 43 yards last night on 10 totes. You got to give him more carries, too. If you want to have and establish any type of running game, you got to have at least up to 22 carries on this. On yeah. he, well, Hell, he's young legs. What, he's only third third year in the league, something like that? Yeah. Third yeah, year I in mean, the league? As a team, I mean, as a team, you have 21 for 55 yards. What kind of ground attack is that, man? And and that really, I, I'm with you, dude. I don't understand the whole Najee Harris um, absence. I against mean, the Browns I guess last he, year, a hundred yard yeah, game against the Browns last year. There you go. And that, I mean, you got especially. I mean, you got to establish. We're just talking about the lack of receivers. I mean, we're talking about you know with George Pickens kind of being the 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 one that that you know Pickens is oh he's is, the, he's he's the alpha he's the top he's the man but when when you have when you have that glaring lack of of air attack man establish a running game I hope like he doesn't talk have about Texas. because that was the problem with Claypool right I thought Claypool had some talent but he was just a, a head case man always had meltdowns there very immature um mm -hmm. but he had some talent there though definitely had some talent um yeah we'll get in We've kind of exhausted this game, but kind of lacked their luster. Well, I wouldn't really call lacked their luster. Typical in or AFC North game, if you yeah. want to break it down. Yeah, uh, Kenny yeah. Pickett last night looked good in moments, really. But um, for for Pittsburgh Steelers fans that were out here saying that he's the second coming of Christ, <laughs> you might want to back that uh, back that testament up a little bit there. Uh, oh, Terry, 15 Bradshaw. of 30, only hit 50% of his. Uh, targets there 22 or 222 yards deuces wild there also sacks twice for 22 yards a lot of twos on the board uh coming yeah. from kenny pickett there um but yeah the, the night belonged to tj watt of course uh going out there and being being the all-time sack leader for pittsburgh steelers uh tremendous i mean what can you say what yeah what yeah, or what it, can't what good can't you or what can't you say that's not good about this team? yeah and, 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 the, and the scoop and, and touchdown i mean that just kind of adds you know right there his first touchdown i mean what what a time to do it man that that, that caps a perfect night for him uh reed and i are, so my son and i are sitting here watching the game he's like man i need like what 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 how does defense gets point how did defense get points in uh fantasy dad if they've already exhausted all of their 10 point bonus or 10 point cushion yeah. that they get i said well they need a sack he goes really so if like if if tj gets a sack right here you know i'll, I'll get i could i could win my fantasy match I'm like yeah you'll get two points for the sack and then i, I look down and start doing a, a couple <laughs> of notes right just looking at my notes from last night or for yeah. today and then he yeah. goes dad look at this dad look at this and it's literally tj warren with the strip sack uh fumble recovery and then going into the end zone so it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, no. the dude just that's the that's type of person point. that I was talking about how he can change games, man. Just take games over as a defensive end and turn it towards uh towards the way that you do to make a victory happen, man. Tremendous mm -hmm. athlete, dude. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. First right, family of football, the watch. Yeah. I wouldn't first. say they're the first family of football. <laughs> a lot of people claim that. I wouldn't say they're the first family of football. We gotta have a good dis a discussion yeah. on that. I'd like to yeah. I'd, I'd like to think it's the Manning family, but I mean, now yeah. you got the Bosa's in there right now. I mean, especially with the succession, Arch Arch Manning's going to be an NFL quarterback. Yep. I mean, oh, you'd yeah. like you would like that. You would like to think so. I'm yeah. I'm I'm assuming 
and very, very presumptuous here, but I'm, I think that he will be an NFL quarterback. All right, that other Monday night game that kind of kicked us off for Monday night football last night, the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers here. I talked about it, a real absence in uh, the makings of one Hayden Hurst. Only targeted, what, three times last night? Caught all three of his targets, but after having one hell of a game in week one, Really kind of quiet last night. Uh, the story for me, obviously, was uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr yeah. going out there, putting up the numbers that he did, uh, which was really nothing. Only one interception. Hey, man, you talked about how your performance is uh, going to be able to lead this team to victory. You're not performing. Mm-hmm. And when does Jameis Winston get his start? That's when you got to think. Yeah, that, that, that's what I keep waiting for right there. You know, with Taysom Hill kind, kind of popping in right there, you know, Carr 21 of 36, 228, that, uh, you know, the, the stat line, yeah, I mean, it, it's okay. I mean, you'll take that, but it really is, you, you don't see you don't see him doing what he was brought here to do. And, and again, a lot of that, I mean, uh, Chris Olavi, I mean, Chris yeah, Olavi, I mean, great, great game there, but, but I mean, that's so many toys, dude. And, and David Thomas, like, or excuse me, not David Thomas, uh, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas. I got longhorns on my mind, but Michael Same Thomas, picture. like two years ago, we were calling him Mr. Automatic in yeah. fantasy football, man, or three years ago, because he's been hurt for the, the remainder of, uh, I guess, Drew Brees's, you know, last rides at, at New Orleans. But mm-hmm. Michael Thomas was one of the wide receivers that would was able to find nothing but the end zone inside right. of the red zone, man. He right. called Mr. Automatic for a reason. I still think that you can work him into your, you know, your routine to make a highly potent offense, especially with Olave. I talked a little bit about this yesterday, man. I don't know where it's going wrong, how it's how it's stuttering like this. But my goodness, something's got to happen to where they get on the right script here and everybody's on the same page because this can be a high potent offense. I don't know if you have to insert Jameis Winston in to take the deep plays downfield, but you got to take more shots, especially if you have speed that can stretch it vertically like Olave. And then you can have the underneath stuff to Michael Thomas. You can get layers into this offense and create problems, man. Yeah, and that's where, like, where we talk about with the Steelers, where where the, those weapons uh, are missing. There's a gaping hole right there. With the Saints, it, it, that's not the problem. It's all right there. And I mean, I don't know if this is still a matter of of Carr learning this system. I mean, if it is, that's a load of bullshit because you you've been through you've been through camp, you've been through everything. You you should have the chemistry. You should have all of that already in place right now as you get into this. And the, the fact that that the Saints with this offense, you're having to rely on defense. I mean, winning 20 to 17 games right here, um, you know, against a rookie quarterback, I mean, against Bryce Young. And, and let me tell you something, Bryce Young is going to be a superstar in this league. I mean, he, he's taking some bumps, he's learning, but I, but I'll tell you what, this dude gets up, he's firing, he's ready to go. This, this dude, this dude's going to be a star. You just wait. This is, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Lawrence said- 2.0, but this dude's going to be a badass. This dude's going to be a badass. All right, and we'll you know we'll finish up here real quick with professional sports, and to get into our Longhorn talk here. New Orleans Saints get the victory twenty out or twenty to seventeen over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really impressed or moved by any of these teams on Monday night. Uh, really lacked their luster. It was kind of yeah, you know, very thankful that I was able to watch the Orioles and Astros at the same time. Thanks yeah. to all the yeah, that was much better TV last night. Yeah. I, 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 100. I totally. Absolutely yeah, 100. Yeah. All right, Ron, you want to tell everybody about Covert real quick? 
read my mind, my friend. Got to tell you about Covert. Covert Bee Cave, situated on 42 acres out in the beautiful hill country of Bee Cave, Texas. And out there, you've got three state-of-the-art dealerships carrying seven different brands of those Rams, Jeeps, Dodge, Chryslers, Cadillacs, GMCs, and Buicks. And, of course, you can head down Highway 79, make your way out to Hutto. You've got uh, Covert uh, out there with the Chevrolets and the Fords. That's uh, Covert Hutto. And, of course, the Fords and Lincolns, uh, the staple over in Austin. That's the uh, Ford and Lincoln in Austin. Covert V-Caves also services all makes and models of your family truckster. Like I always say, man. Don't go lay out in the driveway. Don't be trying to do that stuff by yourself. Take it to those folks. I've got 86 service bays that are going to take care of whatever make and model that you have. Minimal weight, friends. You go to some of these shops and it's like you got three bays and the line's all the way out to the road. Man, forget that. That's not going to happen at Covert because they got 86 service bays right there ready to serve you. CovertVCave.com. Check them out online. Check out those weekly specials, and I guarantee you, you're going to find yourself something there if you are in the market for a new or used vehicle. Or better yet, you don't want to mess around with getting online. You don't want to go to CovertVCave.com. Take a ride out there to beautiful Bee Cave and just stop by. Just stop by. See Dan Covert and all the great folks out there. Let me tell you something. A lot of things have changed in Austin, friends. But since 1909, the Covert family has been serving the needs of all of you with your automobile needs. And I'll tell you one thing, as we always say right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, and people know this throughout Central Texas, nobody beats a Covert deal, not now and sure as hell, not ever. Covert BK. Great supporters of Texas Sports Unfiltered. Yes, sir. All right, Rodney, let's get into it, man. Baylor Bears and the Texas <laughs> Longhorns this weekend, sir. We're going up to Waco, man. You're going to make the trip. First off, if you guys are going up there, I got to give a shout out to this place called Health Camp. BK turned me on to it, man, and it ain't healthy, dude. They got the best tater tots out there, and they also got this, I don't know if it was a slushy or like a, an ice cream, it had ice cream with ice in it. We call it a college ice back, uh, yeah. back east or whatnot. What's it called? But it was, it called? it's called a health camp. Okay. Okay. And it is, it's fantastic. I think I had a chili cheeseburger too, man. Oh. Delicious, dude. Check it out if you're going oh. up to the game. Make sure you go a little bit early because I'm sure the lines are going to be fantastic. If you got any other uh, venues that you want to shout out that's really good grub up there, let me know because I will be making the trip up to Baylor. I've, I'm pretty sure I think I'm going to the game. There's I a place I talked to the wife last night, and yeah. I think uh, I yeah. think we're going to make the trip. I'm not feeling too good, though, man. I've been under the weather for the past couple of days, though, man. Yeah. You see, I had to put the hoodie on, man. I'm, I noticed I got that. the chills, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, was... no, I put the hoodie on because we're doing Longhorn Talk, dude. Well, I, I saw you. You put the hoodie on when I was talking about Covert, man. I, I thought I thought you were getting chills from, uh, you know, talking about the seven different brands of cars and all the service bays and all that, man. Yeah. I, I thought that you were getting so – Oh, I almost dropped the F-bomb. I thought you were getting so excited that you're like, man, I, I got to put this on because I can't stand it. It's so chilly thinking about the excitement of Covert. Hey, there's a place in Waco called uh, George O's. I think it's still open. George O's. It's, uh, uh, that's another one of those places that that you can get some pretty good grub right there. I'll check um, it out, man. I'll tell you what I am glad about. I mean, if, if anything, if you can be glad about anything with Waco, because I do make that Waco trip to do some work at Heart of Texas Speedway from time to time on Friday nights. At least they finally got that 
35 finally is fixed over there. Now you get hung up in Temple, but at least when you get to Waco, you can uh, you can kind of flow in there kind of nicely. You got about four or five lanes right there. It's a hell of a lot, a lot easier than sitting for an hour, for crying out loud, yeah. to get through Waco. 35 sucks, man. 35 sucks. No matter where you're at on 35, it just sucks. Hey, big shout out. We got Craig Smoke coming on. Talks Baylor football tomorrow at the bottom of the hour. So that's going to be a really good conversation. But we're going to kick this off real quick and, you know, put our little finger on Baylor, the uh, Baylor football uh, matchup with Texas here. Baylor is not looking too good, man. Um, First three weeks of football, uh, big deal. Yay. You, You beat Long Island. Yay. Uh, really struggled with Texas State, uh, Texas State, as we talked about in week one, uh, the Bobcats being able to get a big win over a uh, a Big 12 team there, and that was that just happens to be Baylor. Uh, Utah, lost to Utah 20-13, to um, and now you come in to face the, or to host, rather, the number three Texas Longhorns. The Texas Longhorns should not struggle here, Rodney. This is a defense that returns five players or five starters rather uh they do not look good there's a lot of holes in this defense and they can get got this is uh Dave Aranda's fourth year coaching this Baylor team and if he doesn't have a good win here could be calling on another uh could be calling on another coach that's just my opinion mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. their offense kind of sputters as well they returned seven starters out of the uh you know out of the 11 here to me man I think if the Longhorns go out and establish the attack scheme that they had with Wyoming, they'll still have the continued success that they had in week uh, in week three, rather. Yeah, I would like to have Sark be able to keep the same tempo that he had in Alabama, but establish the run in terms of uh, you know just in terms of dominance to really set the tone with Baylor here. Look, but but we know what we're going to see. Sark's probably going to come out there, high tempo, start airing the ball out, get yeah. this Baylor defense, you know, with their hands on their hips, and then start establishing a run there. I, I'm pretty certain that once you get going here and get a good 14-point advantage, when you insert, you know, the talented Mr. Brooks, as I like to call him, start getting him running downhill, and then we'll have pretty much, you know, the game in our hands. I'm, I don't want to call it a three-touchdown score, but – Man, I'm 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 feeling pretty good right now. I'm gonna say two and a half, two and a half touch. Yeah. Uh, give me fourteen and a half so far from what I can see. I might stretch that to to a three score game. Don't want to yeah. get too over my skis. It is the first week of conference play. We know that people come out and play a little bit different ball, and they and like I said, man, everybody gets up for Texas here. But your thoughts on the Baylor Bears? I'll definitely give it a, a three point uh, or a three score ball game with this one, uh, Wags. I, I think this is finally the game that we're gonna see. You know, we we have been talking about how, you know, a fourth quarter team, a second half team, you know, is what the Longhorns have become, which is so great to see the fact that they can finish the the football games now. But I think this is going to be the weekend that we see them come out. And, and like you're saying, obviously, they're going to come out up tempo. I mean, that, that that's what Steve Sarkeesian does. I mean, the, the you know, write it down and pin. That's what's going to happen. But I think this is a game where Texas is going to start. You're going to jump on Baylor early. And you're just going to keep plowing, and and I I really think this is this is the opportunity for them, and and, and I think it's it's a great time to do it. I mean, you're starting conference play right now. That's where you know stuff. It, it, the, the pundits are really going to start honing in when you get into conference play, and they're going to really expect Texas to come out and just dismantle the, this Baylor Bear team. And you, you know, when you talk about Baylor, I mean, talking about the defense right there, 
I mean, they've they've got a problem at quarterback. I mean, Sawyer Robertson is is going to be your quarterback, and for for the life of me, I just cannot figure out how Baylor has not been able to hone in and get themselves a better quarterback. I, I mean, I know there's been a lot of issues with the program. Uh, I know that uh, you know there's been uh, you know j- just really bad things have happened right there, but they've got a a really bad problem there that they they, they can't get. A, I, I mean. Dominic Richardson is their leading rusher yeah. with 156 yards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's not too many weapons. There's not too many, yeah. there's not too many weapons that really scare you coming mm-hmm. out of this Baylor offense there. But still, like I said, man, you want to you want to respect the opposition here. You don't want to think that you're just going to come in here and steamroll. But again, when not. you look at when you really look at the the past three three weeks, Baylor has not played well, and if if the Longhorns come out here and take care of business like the number three team that the AP poll has right now, yeah. this should be a four-score game, uh, it should. In, in my opinion, man, in my opinion. You want to start playing high-caliber championship ball, you got to start steamrolling your cupcakes, and right now Baylor is a cupcake, in my opinion. Yes, and that's, you know, when we were breaking down the Wyoming game yesterday, I was adamant that, I was not surprised that 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 happened because when we sat down and, and, you know, talking to Alex Taylor last week, we, I mean, you know, the confidence of the Wyoming program and, and we knew what they were going to do. And, and you, we knew that they were going to come out and do things that Texas didn't expect, like Sark talked about, <laughs> but you, you knew, you knew that Wyoming was going to come out and, and had, had the ability to go toe-to-toe with Texas for a little bit. I mean, for a little bit, and that's exactly what they did. But when you go in here and you break down all the dynamics of Baylor, like you said, and, and you know, the, the the Texas State loss, and, and but, the, hey, Texas State's a good Texas State's a good program. I mean, Texas State has done a really good job, you know, with the new coach there, bringing folks in, you know, transfer portal, all these different things right there. But Baylor just – Baylor has no pizzazz whatsoever. I mean, they, they look extremely bad. They look extremely bad, and there's nothing there that tells me that Texas is not going to come out of the box right here, and it's going to be a complete ball game. I mean, all three phases, Wags. I mean, well, offense, defense, special teams. Texas is going to dominate this club. It doesn't look like they have a home run hitter. It doesn't look like they can stretch nothing. the field vertically. Most, you know, I think their only receiving touchdowns that they have has come through the red zone, and I think it's been their tight end. Uh, again, we'll get more clarification when we have Craig Smoke come on tomorrow. But yeah, it's just not a team that can attack you through the air. And and honestly, that plays well to Texas's defense. If Texas can get out there and just rush the front four and keep gap assignment there with, with your four down linemen or your three down linemen, hell, if you want to take it to three down linemen and then have your nickel three three five, sure. my God, you, you know, you're gonna own, you're gonna completely dominate and keep uh, you know, you'll keep everybody fresh. You'll have three and out, you you know, you'll have Baylor taking three and outs. To me, man, I think this bodes well for you know, for the Longhorns and getting, you know, set on the right foot going in the conference play here, coming out with a one and no victory uh, in the big 12. Yeah. And and you said it, I mean, you said it right there. I mean, they have three receiving touchdowns and those three are to the tight end. Let me, look, Drake, let me, make, sure, let me make sure about that. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The three receiving touchdowns on the season and they have all been to Drake Dabney, the tight end. So yeah. uh, I mean, they're that, not, not going to hurt you. They don't hurt no, you vertically. Not, they don't. They're not going to blow you up. No, not at all. So you'd like to think that Thompson, he might be able to get, a, you know, another pick going into yeah. this one. I don't know if it'll be a pick six, but him being able to play underneath coverage there um, again, dude, you know, with, with, with the defense, 
that PK is able to have out there and being able to dial up some some schemes and being being able to play base packages, dude. This could be a very ugly game for the Baylor yeah. Bears here. Uh, I I want to be respectful when we have Craig on tomorrow, sure. so. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, man, we're going to be beating up on the Baylor Bears. But, dude, this could really turn into a four-touchdown game. Um, that's just my opinion. I think, it, I think it could very easily be a blowout here. I'd like to see, from the scheme of attack, I would like to see JT Sanders get involved into the game. I'm not sure. I have a lot of concerns on why he did not get any targets last game. Um, I didn't hear anything about an injury on him. So maybe, you know, just kind of, blew his mind and, and i'm sure we'll hear you know breakdown you know of, of coaches uh interviews and whatnot and, and you know have to hear you know some of the uh some of the questions asked about that but anyways um i'd like to see him get involved i'd like to see a lot of the underneath stuff start to happen a lot more and uh, a lot of that start to unfold we i feel like we stretch the ball downfield or we take shots at stretching the ball way downfield uh when we don't need to um mm -hmm. establish the run after you get the up-tempo aerial assault working like Sarkeesian's done in the past three or four weeks here, maybe change tempo and bring te break tendency and start running the ball first. Going yeah. up against the Baylor defense, start working on stuff that you uh, that you haven't been able to work on in the past few weeks because you're, you're going up against an opponent like the Baylor Bears. Again, I don't want to overlook them, but I don't think you're going to struggle too much with them. No, and I'd love to see the underneath, and 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 I'm with you. I mean, where was Jatavian Sanders? I mean, I'm like, my goodness. And and you think about when you go back and look in hindsight when you had when you had Jonathan Taylor when he started, like I said yesterday, when he started running mad and and piling up, you know, yards. I mean, pop pop in a JT Sanders underneath right there, and and boom, man, you you've got yourself something happening right there. But I mean, I think if you really look at the at the strength of the Baylor defense, I mean, Matt Jones and Mike Smith are, are the leading tacklers there. That's the two linebackers there for Baylor. So I mean, I, I think you go straight to that. I mean, I think you go straight to that. Um, establish establish the running game. I, I would love to Speed establish the running game early. Yeah, I mean, and and what what does that do, Wags? I mean, it, 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 anybody knows this. You you establish that running game, dude, and then it's going to open up the outsides, and then you're going to get the underneath, and that's where JT Sanders can do can do a lot of uh, really fantastic things. But uh, you know, going back to this, I, I think this is is somewhat of a statement game for Texas because I think okay, conference time. Boom, come out and hit these guys, hit them early, hit them often. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, again, I'm not an advocate of running the score up and doing all of these different things, but style points count, man. Style points no, count. for sure. You come up and you for wallop sure. a conference opponent, and that's that's the style points that you need. But it's 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 the consistency of play, too, right, that I want to see. Like, more consistency out of Quinn Ewers. Like, go through your reads. Go through your progressions. You know, if, if Worthy's not there, don't try and force it to him in triple coverage. You know, take the guy that's open. You're, you're telling me that Winnington's not open. You're telling me that JT Sanders isn't open. If there's a double coverage, the if there's triple yeah. coverage on somebody, Rodney, somebody's open. Dude, that that's that's my whole thing with with JT Sanders. It's like, dude, if you're if you're going through your reads or whatever, I guarantee you, JT Sanders is sitting there somewhere. Dump it to him. I mean, he that that's that's that calculated weapon that we talk about that that's the that's that outlet i mean that that's always that that swiss swiss army knife that is just right there and the great thing about this dude we talk about yak all the time you dump him a little pass yeah. underneath and you know he's gonna fucking go find the yards yeah. after catch 
And and that's the thing. You got playmakers. You got X factors, and no pun intended there with Xavier Worthy. You got players on the field that can take a a you know a screen, a bubble screen, and turn it into a forty to fifty yard touchdown pay dirt run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put make your make your play a lot easier. We all know that you have an NFL talented arm. You don't have to stretch it and throw it vertically fifty yards every damn time you drop back. Take the underneath, dump it off, and let your let your athletes get you your yardage that's going to show up regardless of how you know how ball how far the ball travels in the air or not. It's going to show up in passing stats anyways. You have a clean game right now. You haven't thrown an interception. Let's continue on that path, right? Let's continue that same trajectory of success. Stay clean. Do what the or just take what the defense gives you. In my opinion, that's always been my approach to the offense, right? Like pound the ball and give what the deep or take what the defense gives you. To me, man, there's too many toys for you not to sit here and be forcing it down the field and take vertical passes. I like the underneath stuff. I would love to see Whittington be involved more in the game as well. I don't think he's been, uh, you know, showcased that much. You know, JT Sanders is only there when, you know, viewers. I, I guess is is tired with throwing the ball all the way down the field and just wants to do a little bit of the safety drop off. I, I, I just don't get. I, I'd like to say that I understand the, you know the thought process, but I really don't. Here, you got so many weapons, utilize them, Quinn. That's all I got to say. And I think it's a big deal. You, you know, I, I hear. You know, I heard it during the Rice game, and I heard it before the Wyoming game. To where it's like, well, maybe you don't want to show too much. You know, maybe you don't want to show too much for conference and all this shit, dude. Show it all. Show yeah, it I think all. we're beyond that now. Yeah. Right. When you start showing everything, how much harder does that make it to scout to prepare to Boom. play you? Right. I mean, yes. It's Texas right here. Need, right there. Texas needs to start making statements. Need old school. Yes. That. That is what you need to do right there, because in the, in the end, and you need to you you need to roll through conference. You need to roll through conference, especially since folks seem to have the perception that the program struggled with Rice and struggled with Wyoming. This is where you go out and just beat the snot out of these conference teams. Um, I'm with Daryl G here, man. Uh, right now, too, the, man. the line is 15, dude, and that's being provided by Caesar Sportsbook. I think it's I, I think it's at least. 21 that's, here that's 21 well, and a half that's yeah. what i'm looking at right now that's i feel you're good i feel if you want to buy and shave up or whatever you, you guys uh like to do um you could you could probably buy up and stretch and and get a uh and get a 21 that's very bold and i think the line's going to adjust throughout the week right now it's at 15 i'd buy it right now i'd take the longhorns all damn day and twice on saturday man um yeah dude yeah, establishing establishing dominance, going in and owning this yeah. Big Twelve in your last year of of doing so, and then going off and having a really trend, a fun transition going into the big or going into the SEC, it makes a statement. Statement games yeah. is what Daryl was yeah. Daryl G was just talking about, and I think that's exactly what you got to do. So, um, yeah. look, we talked about how Ewers has been clean so far, man. Seven hundred and forty yards through the air, dude. I, I'll take it. I'll. I'll Definitely take it, dude. Eight touchdowns, no interceptions. That continues to happen if you lean on your running game, man. Have the defense, mm -hmm. you know, worn down and tired. We talked about, you know, the the up tempo aerial assault. Establish the, the 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 running attack, man. Just because you have Brooks getting over a hundred yards, let's go get Blue. Let's get Jaden um Jaden Blue in here, man, and and have him, you know. Busting down chops and breaking down doors, dude. I'd like to see a lot of a uh, you know a lot of running attack from the Longhorns this week moving forward, not just throwing you know throwing the ball downfield again, man. I don't want to see the forced throws. I don't want to see the forced throws of Worthy. I, I 
I think that's the inconsistency in the quarterbacks that we're playing. Yeah. Well, exactly. It, exactly. 15. Buy it all day. Buy it all damn day, dude. It's at least 21 and a half we're going to see. Yeah. And and you mentioned it, you mentioned it a while ago. I, I mean, I think a lot of this is is with yours going through the progressions right there to to just don't be fixated on worthy or, or whoever it is. Whatever the first option is, if it isn't there. I mean, go, I mean, go to the other option, go to the tight end, go to the other side of the field. And that's, and, and you know what, Wags, that's the frustrating part, I think, to a lot of us as Texas fans, because in the Alabama game, he did that. In the Alabama right. game, we, we saw him. I mean, even the pre-snap stuff was better in the Alabama game, but then it's kind of res, re, resorting back to, 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 other things that we've seen in the past. And, and this is, you know, we can say playing down to competition or whatever, but, but, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm still here to tell you Wyoming is not down. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think good. we can say playing down the competition that much. Anymore. I think Wyoming's a solidified ball They're club. Good. They just went up against a tough Texas team. I think They're we've, good. I think we're so used to seeing Texas in mediocrity that we don't understand the dominance that maybe we're seeing on the gridiron right now, or at least I'm speaking for myself here because yeah. I don't remember too much of the 2000, what it used to be in 2005 because I wasn't here yet. I just observed from a television. Well, but I know, I know a great team when I see one and I know a talented roster and there's one that's playing on Saturdays for this Texas Longhorns club through and throughout on offense and defense, man. We'll talk about the defense next or, uh, uh, tomorrow as well yeah. when we have Craig Smoke yeah. on. But, hey, no matter what, you can watch any football game with audio-visual consultations. You can have the setup that you want. I have two screens right side-by-side side to each other, and I got an awesome sound bar system underneath all of them. Isolation sound. Downstairs, I have a home theater system that we can watch any type of movies on and type of musicals. Yeah, I get down with that, too. I'm into the drama scene as well. 512-255-8678. That's abconsultations.com. Over the past 35 years, setting the standard in audiovisual automation in the Central Texas area. 512-255-8678 or abconsultations.com for the gallery of projects that they've done over the past 35 years as well. If you don't have an idea... Go to the gallery of projects, then you'll get an idea. ABConsultations.com, 512-255-8678. Rodney, Craig Smoke uh, okay. on tomorrow. We broke a lot of the offense down. I'll talk about what the defense needs to get done, and we'll talk about the keys to success of what Baylor might need to do in order to come out with a victory on Saturday as well into this tough Longhorn uh, team. Yeah. Look, only 15 right now. We talked about it. Buy it, buy it, buy it. I think the line is going to adjust and go up. I'm – I might be just off my rocker and just drinking too much of the orange Kool-Aid here. I think it's good for 21 and a half. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, 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 the, and the bottom line, just kind of two things here before we get out of here, Wags. It's like the 05 and the 09 teams, as good as they were, as dominating as they were, they did have games where they struggle. I mean, you think about the 05 team, you know, with Oklahoma State, I mean, being down, you know, 35 to nothing or what, whatever that score was and being able to come back. I mean, they were down games for both of those, um, you know, 05 and 09 teams. Here's the other, here's the one thing that even with some of the, the stuff that needs to be corrected when we come back with post-game analysis and everything that happens, I am just glad that this program is winning games, even ugly games, even ugly games, being able yeah. to finish out games to me that is a huge step in the right direction with the with steve sarkeesian and this group is that you're able to go in and 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 think think about this wags the wyoming game in the past i said it yesterday you'd have found a way to piss that one away 
You'd have found a way to piss that away, and you'd be the talk of the nation for losing to the Wyoming Cowboys. But you score 21 points in the fourth quarter again, and you finish it off. And that, that right there to me is massive for this program. 100%, my man. All right, let's bring on Mike Harge. It is Hanging with Harge coming up next on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Great show as usual, usual Rodney Rodriguez. Hey, remember, you can find me on Twitter at Not the Fake Wags. You can find my man Rodney as well at Rodney R. What's the piano? It is going to be playing to a <laughs> serenade to us, my man. Serenade. It's so funny because people now are trying to figure out is that your house? Is that, that is what it house. looks like? That's and I'm house. like, no, nah, man. That's what my house. I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't sound like this. You Looks know like the piano calls more than the damn house. <laughs> I'll be up in there doing some wild stuff, man. So y'all uh, got y'all got Craig Smoke coming on tomorrow. Yeah, we, Craig Smoke will join us at ten thirty tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down a lot more of the defensive side. For me, Mike, I think it's going to be really easy, dude. Uh, not too many weapons on this Baylor Bears offense for me, man. You shut Jackson down, and you can do that by keeping you know a base front four and playing good gap assignment and taking away that run that that rushing attack as well from the Baylor Bears. Um, yeah, it's not like you're going up against a dual threat like we've seen or or a ferocious rushing attack that we've seen out of the Cowboys too, man. I, I don't want to call it too much of a cupcake game, um, but it's I think dominant. the national pundits are kind of just seeing, you know, Baylor strike up and saying, oh, wait, we only got to make, you know, it's a conference game. It's, you know, we got to make it a small line, maybe a, you know, a, a generous, respectable line of 15. I'm not feeling that hard. I'm feeling yeah. at least 21 and a half. Man. Yeah. Ooh, but hey, if you can get it at 15, take it. Take I it. Know, take it that. all damn day, dog. One well, thing, the one it, thing in a lot I of that. About, when, uh -oh. when you think about the quarterback position, y'all know this. Yep. It's so important. Uh, Sawyer Robertson is a kid that was highly touted. Number, He was a four-star coming out of Lubbock Coronado. His dad was a former professional baseball player, a teammate of mine. And mm. I, I'm just really – I really wonder if he's made the adjustment in this league already. Yeah. And was that game last week one of those games where he's got an opportunity? RJ, RJ Martinez played last week for, for Baylor. Westwood my Warrior. Y'all seen him put up some big numbers hey, around there. That's my man. Rod, that is my man I, I, Rodney right Rodriguez knows RJ Martinez as well. And I've what, always man. said if you gave Cedar Ridge the Cedar Ridge Ride the the Cedar Ridge wide receivers to RJ Martinez, RJ mm -hmm. Martinez might have been breaking a lot more than Johnny Manziel's records. And no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no, that's that that dude Big right fan. there got a got a lot of talent. And, and I think some of this, lastly, guys, is you know, with with that line right there. Well, home game for Baylor. Man, I don't care where you play this. You should come out if you're Texas, you should come out and just boat race these guys. And there's no excuse to not do that. Yeah, no turning back, no turning that's back at all. That's right. Appreciate we gotta get you, hard. you have a great show, man. You guys have a great day. Hook them, guys. Appreciate you, fellas, as always.